What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. This uh, podcast, I never realized it was this nimble, this able to just be picked up, put in my pocket and moved places. And we had to do it for this episode because apparently the Wi-Fi in South Florida is so bad that I had to fly my next guest all the way to Clearwater Beach to the uh, Wyndham Grand in order to get Wi-Fi signal that was strong enough, I think, to just be able to absorb the amount of handsomeness and energy that's about to come out of this podcast. There's a lot of handsomeness here. It's way too much. Way too much handsomeness. We might need, Clearwater has no idea what's going to happen tonight. We might need to call room service here for a, for a, a turndown service after this podcast. Um, all right. So I know everyone out there is probably upset. You're probably feeling, you're probably feeling the, the withdrawal symptoms from the challenge being over, your guilty pleasure. But unless you've been living under a rock, ladies and gentlemen, there is an even more guilty and even more pleasurable pleasure out there. And that is a show that's literally going to revive the entire network of E because what is better than one Kardashian, 10 villains. <laughs> so from house of villains, you may know him from Vanderpump rules, but Vanderpump no longer makes the rules. All right. That's right. We're in the house of villains where there are no rules. So welcome Jax Taylor to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. So happy to be here. This, I, I mean, we should tell the story of how this all happened. We I mean, should. we tried, we tried at my house, didn't work. So Johnny's like, get your ass to Florida. We'll do it here. We're going to have a good day. We're going to have a good night. It's going to be a long night. That's for sure. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Jax is actually here. Uh, we are actually kind of somewhat bullshitting about the, um, him needing to come here for the podcast. Uh, we're actually doing a watch party for episode three. 
That's right. At Hogan's Hangout. Uh, when is this coming out, by the way? This is coming out tomorrow. Okay. So, you all, so okay. I'm eliminated. Okay. <laughs> but I'm allowed to say it. They, they, they called me. They're like, Jax, please tease the fact you are coming back. I am coming back. There's a lot of surprises on the show. You cannot figure out who's going to win this show. I mean, the, the folks at E, the folks at NBC did an amazing job on this show of making so many twists and turns that this game was just, it, you can't figure it out. You can't figure it out. It was funny when you came into it. We're, we're going to get into the, ep- we'll actually, we'll, we'll get into the show in a minute. Before we do that, because we've got so much villains to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about you. And we want to know, for those of you, for those out there, for those fans, because it's a, mainly a challenge podcast, but okay. we are having them branch out here. For those out there who don't know who Jax Taylor is, tell me a little bit and tell the fans a little bit about what, made Jax Taylor a villain on Vanderpump Rules. Wow. Okay. So for those of you who don't know me, like I said, besides I'm, the I'm, cheating, uh, the fist fights and the general assholery. Yeah. That's pretty much what got me on the show. <laughs> uh, that's what got me on the show. So 10 years ago, uh, we're at the 10 year mark. I started on Vanderpump Rules, how the whole thing went. I was actually packing up my truck and heading my way to move to Florida. I said, I was done doing the acting, the modeling, the whatever, trying to do the, the quote unquote, make it. And I had one last pilot, Lisa Vanderpump, reached out to me and she said, Jax, I have the show idea. Uh, you and your friends that work at Sir, I think this could be a good show because you guys are just a mess. And I was like, well, you know what? My car is packed. Nine times out of 10, things don't get picked up. You audition for it and you don't ever hear back. So I'm like, you know what? I'm here for a few more days. I'll go to the audition. It can't hurt, right? Well, it was life-changing because the show ended up getting picked up. And you know, 10 years later, here we are. But I was literally packed up my car. It was one of those, you know, rags to riches stories. Like I had zero dollars in my account. I was, you know, basically living out of my car. I was couch surfing. It was a crazy, crazy time. Uh, the world was a lot different back then. And what year uh, was this? This was uh, about, I would say, 11, 12 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it was a different, it was like a whole decade so ago. Like, so. so right after two, like 2010. Yeah, 11. 2010. Then, uh, you know, we filmed about four seasons, five seasons. Obviously, the show was a huge hit. Brittany and I got our own show called Jackson Brittany Take Kentucky. Uh, we filmed six episodes of me going to the farm. I'm a city kid. And then I, I started dating my beautiful wife, who's from Kentucky and lives on a farm. It was kind of, if you ever seen the movie Son in Law with Polly Shore, oh, yeah. it's exactly the same thing. We basically just copied that to a T. Uh, that was really, really cool. Then we went back to Vanderpump, started filming that. And um, yeah, that's that's where we are. But I tell you what, it's been such an amazing ride. Um, I, you know, uh, I was definitely, um, I call myself a reformed villain. I, I think that's kind of, that was my downfall on this show. Yep. Um, he's saying yet before I'm even finishing my sentence. I played this game horribly. When I went into this game, everybody's saying, Mason, you're used to a docu-series type of show. You need to study. You need to look, watch Big Brother. You need to watch The Challenge. You need to watch Survivor because this is not a docu-series. This is, they vote you off. You have to build alliances, fake relationships, lying, cheating. I've worked so hard on myself the last couple of years to not lie, cheat, and steal. Like to work on myself and become a better person. What a quitter. Now, what a quitter. Now they put me on a show where like, okay, it's okay to do that. I'm like, wait a minute. So erase everything yes. that I've learned and go ahead and be yes. that douchebag again. So it was really hard for me. Um, but it was there. Is it kind of like, is it almost kind of like you're like, it's like you're Bruce Banner now. And the old Jacks, the assholery Jacks is like the Hulk. And now you just have a better, before you didn't have control over it, you just turned into this uh, yeah, yeah. Gray, green rage monster out of nowhere. But well, now you actually can like harness this ability. Well, to I have a lot be- more to lose now. I have a son. Mm-hmm. I have a mortgage. I have a wife. I have a lot more to lose. I was just a train wreck in those yeah. days. You know, I didn't care. I had disposable income. I was single. 
I was, you know, making money. Reality I, I, TV. Reality TV. Huge like, show, bartender. I didn't give a shit who I heard or what I did. I was steamrolling over people and the network was just loving it. So, yeah. you know, they were giving me the, the green flag. So yeah. they weren't telling me to stop. I was making everybody happy. I was making everybody money along with everybody else in the cast, but I was doing my job and nobody was telling me to stop. That was the problem. This is how I feel about guys like you and I that get to do reality television. We are the way that we are when we have the personalities we have the stunning good looks that we have. It's basically like giving a 15-year-old the keys to a Lamborghini. 100%. 100%. You you think this kid's going to drive slow? You think he's going to obey the speed limit? You think he's not going to pick up hot ass on the street and just be a total maniac? It's like, that's the thing is, you and I, we're no different than 99% of the other guys out there. We were just given a different opportunity because I honestly feel like anyone that's put in our position is going to take advantage of it the way uh, that we have. So yeah, here's, here's a, here, we're going to film you with your friends going out to different places. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay for it all. Yep. We're going to give you a bunch of money and a camera and a camera. And we're going to say, drink as much as possible, have sex as much as possible, do whatever you want. (laughs) I mean, what do you think I'm going to do? I I was, I think I started the show. I was 31 years old. I was 21, 32. I was 23. What the fuck? Of course I'm going to do all this. I was coming from, I was grinding before I got on the show. I was like, you know, going audition after audition and just sleeping on couches and like, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. I finally got a taste of what it was like to live that Hollywood yep. glamorous life. Yes, it was on reality, but man, reality for me, I think feel like it surpassed scripted TV. It has, 100%. So I feel like, oh my God, I finally made it. And then they're, they're not, on, not only that, they're paying you on top. And then I have bars and places flying me out to Australia, to all these places because we want to see you because you acted like such an idiot. Yep. Girls want to take pictures with you. So I'm yeah. like, Tell me the problem with this. It's, it, the no, pros the, and the cons. Like There isn't. And here's the other thing is, and back when you started, back when I started, reality television and just society in general, I feel like had a com- completely different set of standards. Correct. Reality TV. It was frowned upon, Back actually. in the day was the Wild West. It was. and, and Anything so, went. No holds barred. Right, right, and, right. And that was the thing. And, and, and like you said, I mean, dude, when I first got off the real world, We'd do six weeks of spring break, six weeks getting drunk seven days a week for six straight weeks, twice a day. And you're on spring break and you are on TV and every, every person on the beach wants to hang out with you and take a picture with you. And it's like for, for somebody who's that young, for someone who's in their twenties or in their early thirties to have the, to have the self-awareness and the self-control to not be able to just completely go off the rails is like it that that's asking an awful lot it's asking an awful lot i mean you have to be a very strong disciplined person and that for sure was not me from seasons one through i would say up until i got married so six or seven (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i it was just like i said it was just an amazing and such a fortunate ride and thanks to mtv and bravo and the nbc they really created this reality world that surpassed scripted TV. Because like I said, yeah. when I started this, they say, hey, listen, if you get into reality, you're never going to do scripted TV because it was like, it was just frowned upon. So yeah. now now we're at the point where big actors now have their own reality shows. It's gotten to the big point Big actors, now, we- Mark Wahlberg, Clint Eastwood, like these people all have their own reality shows. So it, before it was like, oh God, you're in reality. Now it's like, oh, you're in reality. So it's a whole- But they also watch us. And they all watch us. I can't believe of the people that are fans of mine. Like- you know, the fact that Rihanna tweets, yeah. my, uh, Lady Gaga uh, loves my wife. Lady uh, uh, Rihanna loves my wife. I mean, just people that like, yeah. 
it's just amazing that people are like, holy hell, this person knows who I am. The only like, reason I have a podcast Jennifer is- Jennifer uh, Lawrence. I mean, that was the biggest one to me. So it was just amazing. They knew more about my life than I knew. They would come in. They, yeah. they wouldn't even say hi. They'd be like, Jax, I need to ask you a question. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Lady Gaga is grabbing my arm right now and she yeah. wants to know where my wife got her boobs done. Like that was her first <laughs> question to me. She was like, Jax, I need you to sit down. First of all, I'm like, I'm sitting down. I'm like, Lady Gaga right now. She's like, Jax, grab my arm. I'm like, what? She's like, I need to know the doctor where she got her boobs done because I want to go there. I'm like, stop. Oh my God. And I'm secretly texting my wife. I'm like, do you mind if I show her your boobs? <laughs> I'm like, I go, she goes, hell no. Oh my God, it's Lady Gaga. Show her whatever you want. So I was like, okay. She'd be like, uh, Gaga, can you please take a picture? I won't, I won't look at it. Send it to my wife just so you guys can compare. Yeah, you can compare. compare and contrast. <laughs> it was no, just so cool. I mean, dude, going back to what you just said, the only reason I have a podcast is because Bill Simmons, who is arguably one of the greatest sports analysts of all time, uh, you know, formerly on ESPN, created Grantland, created The Ringer, is a huge Challenge fan. He's actually one that coined the name the fifth major American sport for the Challenge. Uh, Jake Johnson, famous, you know, really, really famous actor, huge fan uh, of the Challenge. So it's like, it's uh, Giannis on on the, uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks. You have a cult following. You it's do. Wild. There's a cult following yeah. with, with you. I mean, you've been. Do I mean, you're a legend. You've been doing this for shit since. I mean, since the beginning of time, man. And and I tell you what me being the first time on a type of show that's like an elimination show, the anxiety I had, I don't know how you do it. It's a different world. A docu-series, I make that very clear. What I do and what he does is completely different. There's no voting off, like, you know, nothing like that. This is like, you gotta be like, be super witty, smart, quick, fast, intelligent. You need to have all this stuff. Us, we just, we're just degenerates and you just follow us being drunk. That's it. But you have to have like, there's gotta be like, there is. you gotta be aware. There just, is all the time. Yeah, it's really, really tough. I don't um, know if I could do it. I mean, I, I think I could do the physical challenges, but I think emotionally, I think I would, I don't know. I it, don't know. I would like to see if I could do something like that. It's a lot. You could. Honestly, you could. Here's here's what I think. This is what really, I think, was was like your Achilles heel, or I think what was, it was almost like the perfect storm of events that got you put in the position that you were in early. Had the first Battle Royale challenge this season not been physical, mm -hmm. You would have been in a completely different position. Right. Had it been what the 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 uh, the upcoming challenge is, the next one, right. uh, a masquerade party, blowing balls through the house with a leaf blower, that sort of thing, where physicality wasn't involved. What happened to you is you went, someone who's 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 obviously like a, an athlete who wants to go and who wants to win, who wants to compete. You think going in, oh yeah, I want to go in and win. When in actuality, you want to do the exact opposite. Right. So and and again, the only reason that I knew how to play that first balls I out eliminate challenge the corner and just let everybody got themselves. But, that, but out. what I'm what saying is, Jax, you here's the thing: you can't look back and be like, "I should have done this differently," because you didn't know. Because it's not just about winning. Winning in that case was not winning; was coming in second and making a deal with the winner. So then you don't have to get any blood on your hands. They do, but you're also still safe. Correct, correct. And, and I also gave away the farm. I mean, I was so wishy washy. There was times like, "I want to stay here. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay here." And then I'm like, I. I literally got a, such a vulnerable moment, as you guys all saw on the podcast. I'm sorry, as you saw, saw on the TV show. I was sitting down having a vulnerable moment with Shake, and it was in the morning having coffee. And he was sitting down, and he was like, man, he was kind of just having a one-on-one -on -one with me. And he caught me off guard, and kind of with my pants down a little bit. And I was kind of asking, like, how do you get to be where you are now? Like, what did you do? What's your playbook? And I thought, you know what? If I was in his shoes, I would love to have somebody like me who's been through yeah. all the like things a mentor. that I've been through. A mentor, basically, the mentor. Because I think... And this is because not because I don't like Shake, but he was the one. I feel like he's the guy that like won the prize to hang out with a celebrity. Yeah, he was the guy that like 
probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody else is a legend in reality TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I just thought, okay, listen, he's he just started reality TV. He's trying Shake, to make they the like name. put they put out a Craigslist ad for assholes and Shake was the only one that responded. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. So I thought, okay, this is what I did. I was trying to give him my playbook. I know it sounded like I was bragging because the way it was edited and it really, really wasn't. I mean, you can Google any of us. You can see what we have. I'm not, I don't have to tell it, but I thought, say, listen, this is how you go about it to make a living so you can parlay this into other things. Because basically, the TV show gives you a platform. I, like I said before, it's the Michael Jordan uh, the, the theory because Michael Jordan only made so much with the Bulls. Where he made his money, McDonald's, Gatorade, endorsements. Nike, endorsements. That's what you have to parlay yep. this to. They give you the- A lot of people don't you, realize that. People, people don't know that. That's the other thing is people look at my, they look at my challenge winnings and they're just like, oh yeah, well you've won seven times, you won whatever, $1,184,000, but who's counting? But what they don't factor in again is what you get paid per season, your, you know, your weekly stipend, but then on top of that, all the brand yeah, deals and everything you got going on outside of that bar appearances so that's why when people deals. do you ever get this does anyone ever tell you when, when are you gonna get a real job everybody every day every single day even yeah. like today i think i said when are you gonna get a real job folks this is my real fucking job can hold I on but let's yes of course okay. you can but hold on let's compare what is in my and i've always asked them please tell me what a real job is does a real job mean that i have to sit in a cubicle from nine to five and have two weekends off a year for a, a vacation working for somebody else working for somebody else or I'll take the fake job, which is getting to travel around the world. Uh -uh. First of all, I'm going to cut you off. This is a real job. We are there to entertain everybody else. So when you go home from your hard day of work, <laughs> you turn on the TV and you turn your brain off and you watch degenerates like ourselves, <laughs> you know, just act like idiots. So and yes, that's hard work. Is, it's hard work. It's hard work it's being hard a degenerate. Work to drink every night. Yes. And look at beautiful girls and, and be hang a piece out of shit. Clubs. And then to do it night in and night out every single day. It's tough. How do you... Uh, How'd your parents feel about you doing reality TV? In the beginning, they were kind of like, eh. And then I bought them a Corvette and I bought them a golf yep. cart and I paid off their mortgage. Then mm -hmm. they lo really loved it. Okay. And they really loved it. So my dad in the beginning was like, because my, my dad's like, you know, old school Italian. Yeah. Uh, military his entire same, life. Same as so mine. So he's got, he's got like this, this mentality that's like, he sees kind of things in a very one-dimensional way when it comes to like, this is the path you have to go Where's on. your pay stub? I want to see your exactly. pay stub. Where's your health where, insurance? Where, yeah. Where's where you your can, pension? Yeah. That's and exactly when my dad. I first started doing reality TV, my dad's like, wait a minute. So what are you going to do with this degree that we got for you? Right, when are you going right. to use that? Yeah. And he straight up told me, he goes, what are you going to get out of this? Because he called real world, world, he called real world, real life. He goes, when are you going to get off this real life and get a real job? And that was his thing. Until time went on, I'm like, dad, I just have a different path and doing things differently. Then when we started going out and he started getting, I started getting recognized. And then people that worked at his bank that worked at the post That's office, that were at the gym. Too. They started, rec my dad started becoming a local celebrity. Yeah, same, now, as, same as my dad. He I can't worked at the car dealership down the road from here, actually. He's he, a celebrity. He can't wait when I go and visit him. We go on like we go on a, a on a tour. He takes me all the places, introduces me to all his friends, and 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 he loves it. So oh, he, my dad, he's finally proud me. of me. Thanks, Dad. My dad, I knew I'd make me. you proud one day. He used to call me. He's like, people came in just to take a picture with me, and I'm I'm your son. I, he's like, I'm your dad. And he's like, you know, people would bring me food, bring me this. He's like, come on in and take a picture with me. And they yeah. they just treated him like gold. And that you know what? That I got so much out of that. The fact that they were treating my family like this, yeah. it made me so happy. That's why it's all worth it. It's nice to see your family feel good. You know. How do you feel about being labeled as a villain because in reality TV, this is the way I feel. And just in, in general, you got heroes and you got villains. If you had to choose 
Which one would you choose? And, yeah. Always a villain. Why? I just, you know, nice guys finish last. Yeah. Nice guys finish last. And I'm a villain. I, yes, I, I am a quote unquote reform villain, but that, that devil on my shoulder is always there. Never goes Do away. I have to work really hard to be the guy that I am today? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's just, that's just who I am. But yeah, you have more fun when you're a bad guy. I'm yeah. not, nobody wants to sit and watch people twiddling their thumbs and making the right decisions and doing, you know, leave it to Beaver and doing everything right. You know, put no, it this way. Wants to if this that. show was called House of Heroes, we would not be the highest rated show on E in the last three years. I mean, everybody on the show, and I, I talked about this on my cast, is, is iconic. And I, I'm not going to lie. I walked into you know, a room when I got on the show, and there was some iconic – I mean, Omarosa, Tanisha, uh, New York. I mean, they are legends in what they do. Yeah. And not only are they legends, they are fucking scary. Yeah. They are scary. And what I mean scary is the way they talk and then the way they put yeah. you down and the way they put you – it's like – how many times was I looking behind you and I know. I'm like this? And I'm like, I don't want to go in the room. I'm so scared. Like they can kill yes. you with words. With words. I, I, I'll never forget. Episode one, dude, I walk into the, uh, you know, when we first met each other, I'm trying to like keep my past and my history and my record and what I've accomplished kind of secret. This is a competition show after all. So I don't want people to know who don't know me, what my track record is. Right. Within three minutes, dude, I sit down. Omarosa's like, oh, you know who this guy is? You know what he's done? Yeah. He took $275,000 for a girl. He's won more shows than anyone in this. And I'm like, oh my God, Omarosa, stop. I know. Well, what happened was, so out of the people know, we got our phones at night between like, uh, I want to say we usually stopped filming around 11, 30, 12 o'clock, give or take. And then we got our phones and uh, we had them until we woke up that morning. So a lot of people, what they were doing is we're Googling everybody. So as for me walking in, everybody's, like I said, a reality TV legend. But when everybody was on these shows, I wasn't watching reality TV. I was a lot younger back then. So I had to Google who everybody was. Obviously, I know who Omarosa is, but I didn't know what exactly she did. I didn't know what Tiffany does, but I knew of her. New mm. York, same thing. I knew she was a legend when she did. So I had to Google and figure out why she was a villain. And then I'm reading this at night. I'm like, oh shit, I am yeah. out of my element, out of, man. Out of my league. I am this. These yeah. people are going to kill me. And yeah. sure enough, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at, I never in my life, I'm a strong alpha male. And New York made me fucking cry. And for those she of you did. asking, people were asking, did she make me cry? <laughs> yes. She called me a demon. Not even the girls that I've cheated on multiple times have ever called me a demon. This girl's met me for five minutes. Speaking of cheating, and this is the perfect segue to what I wanted to get into next. Celebrities obviously cheat all the time. Why was Tom Sandoval's cheating on Ariana such, why, why was it, so, and, and again, I'm, that is the million dollar why? question because everybody on our show has cheated. I think for, except for Katie, every single person has cheated on our show. But for some reason, this is what I think. This is my okay. theory. I think everybody did a cheat, like a one and done kind of thing. Tom Sandoval had a full on affair, affair. Like for a year. Yeah. And not only that, it was Ariana's best friend. Yep. So I think there was a lot more involved. It wasn't like, oh man, he fucked up last night and hooked up with this girl, but he still, you know, it wasn't like that. And that's, I think that's where all the other cheatings was. It was just kind of- It was one, it, it was like a- It, it was, was a, a one and done. This was a full on yeah. affair, yeah. lying, like- Emotions uh, involved. Emotions involved. These, they own a home together. This yeah. was Ariana Ariana's best friend. I mean, she was, was like, and she'd lot. sleep over too and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, it was just like they were, and, and I, I don't know in this day and age how she didn't find out sooner. I mean, we live in a day, an age of technology where like you cannot get away with anything. Like I walk out the door, people are taking pictures of me right away. Like no matter what I do, yeah. people are taking pictures. That's the price we pay. So you have to really be careful what you do. I mean, my wife won't even go to the grocery store unless she has makeup on because that's how bad it is. Yeah. But that's the price we pay. So yeah. the fact that he got away with this for so long and he's very careless, he's not smart in the cheating world, but <laughs> I just think nobody really paid attention to He's not to a good him. cheater. He's not a good cheater. You're like, dude, you're like, I wrote the book on being a good cheater no, and, write, and, not, and, and, and Tom obviously didn't read it or no. he must've skipped a bunch of chapters. I just think the way he 
was doing, he was just very loud about it. Yeah. You know, there wasn't like a secret thing where he did this. He was very outspoken about it. I mean, he was grabbing her ass on TV when Ariana was right there. He was doing, you know, sexual innuendos in front of Ariana. I mean, they were, so they were FaceTime, weren't they? they? They were sending like nude FaceTimes nude, nude to each other. Yeah. to each other. She was sleeping over at the house. Ariana would go to Florida. The poor thing would go to Florida where she's from here. And, you know, she would sleep over. I yeah. mean, it was like, it was like, Slapping him in the face without her knowing. Yeah, Ariana yeah. was just kind of like she's such a trustworthy person. She didn't really. Do you see think it. it's almost like when you're a criminal, when you first like a bank robber, right, commits his first crime, he's he's so careful. Like I like no like I'm gonna wear a face mask. I'm gonna wear gloves. I'm gonna like rob different banks. But then as you go along, you start almost getting careless in your yeah, crimes. Yeah, or you've done it once already, which he's done it before. Yeah. You're like, well, wait a minute, I can get away with yeah, this. You yeah. Get away with the first time. You're like, okay, I, I can maybe slip on a couple of things. They didn't catch me the first time, kind of thing. So yeah, so that's what I think. if you were to say, uh, obviously, like they both, who who would you say is more at fault between Raquel and? Tom for what happened or is it 50-50? I think they're both at fault. Yeah. I, I don't really think there's one or the other. I mean, it's her best friend and it's her boyfriend of nine years. Yeah. Um, I think they're both at fault, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know how you can put more one blame on the other, really. Yeah. They both did it. I, I was looking at it like, uh, obviously, Tom's a guy and he made a, a, a horrible decision. But from what it appeared to me, yeah. uh, from Raquel's point of view, correct me if I'm wrong, she wasn't part of the original cast, right? She was not. She kind of came on almost like she fangirled her way onto the show. Gonna, I was just going to say she's a so, fangirl. So that's what I'm saying. So do you think maybe part of her Stick. motive was let me go in, hook up, ruin this relationship, and get attention from doing it, not knowing what an absolute seismic uh, and nuclear blast she was about to to. I to, in, 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 you know, you gotta unleash. believe. You gotta believe because looking back now, do you think she would have done this again and knowing that it would have been like this? I mean, this really destroyed her career. Mm -hmm. It destroyed her family. It destroyed like her any chances of. I mean, I'm sure she'll be okay, but I think she had to go seek some help for a while. Like yeah. she had some um, issues going on, and I hope she's okay now. But I can't imagine the whole world coming yeah. down on you, yeah. and not only you, your mom, your dad, yeah. your family. Like, how could you raise this? How yeah. could you, like, you know? Yeah. And I can only imagine like the psychological that she's going through. At the end of the day, they cheated. Yeah. Okay, people cheat every day, every single day. She didn't kill anybody. Yeah, no one got pregnant. So I feel like people need to start laying off. Let's get over it. Okay, it's it's been done. What, what blew my mind was okay. So it all went down, and I mean, obviously, like I'm close with with the the, the inner circle mm -hmm. of you guys. We've been, you know. I mean, I just, just recently met, met you on the show, but I mean, I've known Tom, both Toms. We, I filmed a, a segment with them for my old travel show years ago. Um, we've, you know. And uh, we have mutual uh, friends. We too. have mutual friends, been in the same circle for a while. Um, I, so when this all went down, I was obviously shocked as, every, as, as anybody else was. It blew up. I left to film a challenge and I was gone for six weeks. Mm -hmm. I came back, put my phone on. It's still the most top trending like news story that was and, out there. And you I know Sandoval's loving it right now. He's is he though? I mean, of course he cut, to be honest, he saved the show. He really did because uh, the show was hurting. It was done. Yeah. It was done. And I, 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 I know this because I've talked to certain so it was people. Like, was this like a kamikaze mission? It was a kamikaze mission. I don't know if he knew the show was done. I don't know if he did that as on purpose, but he yeah. literally, he saved the show. This whole fiasco, Ariane and this kind of saved it. Um, I don't know where it goes from here. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've beaten a dead horse with this already. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a yeah. cheating thing. I mean, yeah. how much more can you really talk about it? Um, I, I I will just say this though. I, as much as you want to say that he he's loving it when <laughs> everything that this guy posts now, it doesn't matter what it is. He went on that special forces show. Yeah. Every single clip from that show is him getting embarrassed. 
getting punched in the face, getting teased for, for wearing nail polish and being in a band. It's like, I, I will say now, I feel like everything he does now just isn't taken seriously and is a meme. I mean, how can you? I mean, you got to look at, and I've called everything. Every I was going to say, what was your beef? So, so you obviously had beef with this guy, like like long-standing beef. What, you know, what was it? The guy's been my what friend. I mean, his name is tattooed on my arm. I got both my buddies Tom's names on my arm. We were best friends since Miami. We lived together in Miami. It's just, you know, he started taking a, a, a different path. He started it's getting to his head, you know, mm -hmm. the whole show and then this and all that. And he just changed as a person. I went my way. I got married. I wanted to start a family. Yeah. He went a different way where he started a, a, fair. Know, a backyard band and, a, and, and, a, a fair. and an affair. Like, I, I just wasn't into that anymore. I wasn't my yeah. lifestyle going to the bars and partying. Like, yeah. I had no interest in that anymore. Yeah. Um, nothing against it. It just, I wanted to go a different path. I wanted to have a family. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just what really started it was, you know, some of the things he said before my wedding. Um, I was on the fence about, you know, inviting him to my wedding. And, um, you know, I kind of wish that I didn't invite him to my wedding, but I, the only reason I, I had to invite him is because uh, Ariana would not have came and it was very important to Brittany for Ariana to come. Of course, I want Ariana there too, but it was a lot more that went into it. I'm not going to get into it, but you know, he just said a lot of things to me and as a friend, he just don't do. So we kind of just kind of went our own ways, went our own ways. That's kind of really what happened. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. The clip that they show, and obviously, I, I mean, I didn't see this episode of Vanderpump, but the clip that they show is where you're like, you're not the number one guy in the group. I'm the number one guy. That is the most iconic it, quote. It's such an iconic quote. I mean... I'm my. Uh, you have a shirt that says number one guy, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. we sold out of that shirt. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, man, that's like the most popular. People are asking, when are you going to reload? Reload on that yeah. shirt. But we were really, really fucked up. Okay. Mm -hmm. when, when we were not fucked up on that show, but it was like two or three in the morning. We're at Sheena's house. He's saying something. I'm like, listen, dude, you're not the number one guy in the group here. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am the center. I am the alpha male. It all revolves around me. Okay? Alpha, beta. All right. <laughs> Remember that. I mean, I think like it's the clear, grocery store. I think it's clear as day that I'm. More alpha male than that. Yeah, look at, I mean, look what you did. You single handedly got yourself booted first off of House of Villains for being too alpha. For being too alpha. And you know what? And I asked them, I, when we had the premiere party, I was like, did I do something wrong? Like, I went back up to some of the girls, did I do something? They're like, no, you just kind of, you know, you wore your heart on your sleeve yeah. and, and, and you, you came went in out too hot. And, and you know what? I'm sorry, I don't mind being voted off for that. Like, yeah. I, you know what? I am an alpha male. I'm there to win. I'm, I am a little bit of a bully and I'm, I'm aggressive and I want to win. I'm a, I'm a Jax, guy. I'm Jax, you, you turn the Easter egg hunt into a butt fuckathon. <laughs> you know what? I should have just listened to everybody else and I should have did my homework and I should have researched. You got to remember too, I, I, not to justify it, but I was a little bit behind the eight ball before I even got there. You guys have already built alliances. You already chose your rooms. Like I was like the second or third to last to enter the house. So, you know, and then you guys are like, all right, building these fake friendships and all this shit. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to try to win the game. And first of all, it, it, you can't win that game on just being on strength. Like you said, no. it's a, it's a mind fuck. It's a mind fuck. And you guys that it's are finesse. legends. What's weird is what you do. What's weird is even with the abrasive, crazy, over the top personalities that were on this season, it still, it required so much finesse and so much like ego stroking and so much like, 
I mean, it re- it really did. You saw it right away. I don't know if I mean when Corinne walked into the house, the way that like Corinne uh, Omarosa lit her on fire, lit her on fire. Then Anfisa comes over and she treats her exact opposite. And in my mind, what Omarosa was doing was she was trying to target who she felt like the weakest person was. Cause that's the thing. If, yep. if it's almost like being at a poker table, if you can't spot the sucker, you are the sucker. Right. So I think what Omarosa was trying to do was pick the person that she felt like was going to be the weakest that she wasn't going to have a relationship with. And if she almost kind of like cut her legs out from under her in a public way, everyone then was going to view Corinne as the weakest one. And then they would just kind of, it's like sharks smelling blood in the water. I agree. And just to go, do I think I should have got voted off? Absolutely. If I was everybody else, I would have voted me off too. But, but I don't think I should have got voted off first. I don't either. I think I should have stayed a little longer. I think there's certain people on that show that should have gotten voted off before me. And it's, if you could go back to episode one, what would you, what would you do differently? Or what, what have you learned? So, so if you do, if you do another, your mouth shut, keep my mouth shut. I would, you know, as much as Anfisa drives me fucking crazy, she played that game to a T. I mean, yeah. she just kept her mouth shut. And like, I'm not convinced. I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut. Clearly, I haven't stopped talking on this podcast. I okay. can't stop talking. That's I, what I do. But see, that's why I love having you on here because I, I usually talk too much and it's great to have somebody else that can carry the load. I'm not fully convinced that that Anfisa is not a member of the KGB. You know, like a, I said A before, Russian assassin. There was, that- a, there was a minute like, she, I don't know if she wants to make me coffee or she's going to yeah. assassinate yeah. me. Like, I, you can't read her. Yeah, she looks can't. at you like this no yeah. matter what. Yeah, yeah. And you're just kind of like, fuck. I'm like, you can't get a read on her. You can't get a read and on I, her. Mind you, I slept. She slept to the right of me. Omarosa slept to the life of me. Now, I was a nice guy. I kind of left the room because I am a loud sleeper and I felt really bad for these ladies. And I thought, you know what? I might help myself and do myself a favor if I exit this room and sleep on the couch. So I thought I would do that. But plus, I just didn't feel comfortable sleeping in a room with these two ladies. You know, there's no doors. Yeah. The lights are on all the time. Yeah. I'm a loud sleeper. I want to be on the couch. And so you think yeah. that's bed. At least we all have our own beds on the challenge. We sleep in bunk beds. There have been seasons where I've, there've been 14 people stuffed into one room. We have like three showers that we will we'll share. You'll have maybe the first 10 people get hot water. Then the rest are taking, cold but you showers. know that going in yes. every time, right? Yes. Though, right. Yes. You know that. Okay. I didn't know the sleeping situation. I didn't know yeah. I was going to be the last one. And I got stuck with the room and yeah. you know, and yeah, they did I, you dirty. They did. And, and you know what? I get asked, I've done about what 20, at least 20 to 30 interviews already. And everybody keeps asking the same thing. Did you know that Johnny bananas, I'm sorry, Johnny Fairplay was going to sabotage you. First question. Then second, they're like, was he the one you originally wanted to pick? And I said, absolutely the fuck not. Now, obviously you and I kind of gotten together right away because we're very similar and I just didn't win. So I couldn't pick you who I wanted to pick originally. So I got stuck with Johnny Fairplay. Not that I got stuck. I was just so naive. I didn't think he was going to sabotage me. I really didn't. I really didn't think he was going to, or I would have picked somebody else. I really I went into that all wrong. I thought he was my friend. And then he, he's like, oh, now he, now every day he's like, are you still mad at me? Are you still mad so at me? So here's the thing. And okay, no, th- but I would have picked this is the down. only, this is the only problem. I, and we, I know, and I would have helped you win. Um, this is the only problem that I have with wh- the way Johnny's trying to spin the, I did I sabotage him narrative is he almost wants in private or I'm not, you're not in private in public. He wants to be able to have the credit for sabotaging you because it plays into the villainy right. role. Yeah. But when it comes to you and when it comes to like kind of like out in the open, then he wants to say like, no, I didn't. It's like, Johnny, just own it. If yeah. you did it, it's part of the show. You did it. Just, yeah. just admit it. It's part of the game. I'm not mad. Was I mad in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. I was, of course. I'm, I, was, yeah. I was bitter, but it's part of the game. It's yeah. like, it's, again, I'm new on these things, not justifying it all, but you know, at the end of the day, someone's got to win and someone's got to go home. So you know, I, I get it. I was just a little 
I was a little butthurt in the beginning. I'm like, because I thought we had a little bit better of a rapport there. Yeah. But I just literally thought some people should have went home sooner than than me. That's all. That's just all. But so you know who what? Do it's you, cool because I come back. Don't worry about it. I'm who coming do you back. feel like should have went home early and why is it shake? <laughs> well, shake is one of them. Corinne is one of them. Um Bobby, no, I love Bobby. He, no, he Bobby, Bobby, Bobby's a national treasure. Bobby is, is a national treasure. So I think Corinne and Shake are the two. We would have had no party favors if Bobby actually, went home. You know what? And, and you know, Corinne, uh, Shake, and Amphisa, hundred percent. Those are the only three that should have went home before me. Why? Because Amphisa did not play the game the way I thought you should. I mean, I could have sat in my room the whole time too until producer said, "Could down. you? Could you though?" <laughs> I don't think not. you could have. I don't think. I think if they said, "Listen, we're going to guarantee you the, the amount of the winnings, but you have to sit in your room the whole night," I'm like, couldn't "I'm going to I couldn't do it. I'm too much of a. I am too. I'm too much of a. I get it. I got to be. Like, how do you sit? I, in your you got to be in the scene. You got to be in the scene. She sat in the room. The whole time until the producer said, um, wake up. You we're need to go down there. They're having here. a meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, we're filming a television show. Yeah. Okay. So between her and New York, oh, New York too. Same thing. They sat in their rooms the whole time. And I don't know if that was their. At least here's what I will say about New York, though. Well, I you, think with, you, you were like, you know, we were in the pool. We we're like, where the fuck is yeah, everybody? Yeah, yeah. We're in a house. We're stuck together. We have enough alcohol to sink a battleship. Why isn't everybody having fun? I can only play so many guitars. I mean, so many songs for Jacks on my guitar, people. Like yeah, someone like, else, someone else is going to have to serenade this guy at some point. <laughs> here's what I will say: the difference though between Anfisa and New York is though, a New York has been in this. She literally was one of the. I mean, uh, trailblazers for reality television. So she has Paid the road. She has the um, she has the uh, 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 the background, the history of being a legend. Also, I think she is very calculated when she wants to come down. It's almost like for her, it's like it's scene work. She'll stay up in her room. She'll get all glammed up. She'll be ready to go. She'll come down, light someone on fire. Nine times out of ten, it was me. Uh, and then leave everybody like with their jaws on the floor and turn around and walk out. I'm not going to lie. That makes me feel a little bit better because like I said, I was the kind of yeah. the guinea pig there and I, she went after me first and then watching back and saw that she went after you. I was like, okay. Oh, I was just like multiple times. I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. I was so embarrassed. I was so And what's funny is I was always everybody's yeah. in there and I'm like, I'm turning red. Yeah. And not only that, I'm the first one eliminated. So I'm shot back in that damn chair. And I was the first one to get shot back in the chair. Right. So they were still working out the kinks. <laughs> they were. And I was stuck in that chair. Not only did I get eliminated right i'm in a pitch black room upside down yep. in a chair for five minutes talking to the engineers like what's up guys like i didn't i didn't complain or cry i was kind of making a joke of it I'm like am i gonna get out of here yeah. soon you know i'd like to be home for dinner like kind of like what like you that. don't realize is they make it look like we walk through a bookshelf and all of a sudden we're in this the, the, the dungeon or the uh that was set up on a, a tennis court it was a tennis court that they were still building they were still building it like the day, the first couple of days that we were there. Right. So then they put all these crazy hydraulics and electrical buttons and all these fuses and shit. And I remember one of the first times they set that chair off. No one was in it. That thing slammed back so hard it almost knocked the entire wall it was, out. It's crazy. So we were like guinea pigs. It was like you're in a you're in a roller coaster. You were strapped in like yeah. a, like you're in a roller coaster. And like I said, they were brand new hydraulics, like well oiled, because it just went. <laughs> it was just like and no give, no springs, no, no, no nothing. nothing. You were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel like your snoring had anything to do with you being voted out? No, no, because I didn't really sleep in the room. I slept in there the first night, and mm -hmm. then I and then the rest of the nights I was on the couch. Like I know my wife has to deal with it too. Nobody wants to hear me snore. And again, it was a little bit of. I just, I felt bad. Like, I'm a married guy. I don't want to sleep in a room with two grown yeah. women. I kind of yeah. wanted to give them their space. There's a beautiful couch downstairs. 
you know, don't, I, I'm used to sleeping on the couch. I get in trouble all the time at home. So I didn't mind. I didn't mind. And like I had my own thing down there. It was fine. Uh, I was just a little bummed that I didn't get to pick I my mean, I want to switch. I have no, I have no problem sleeping in a room with I think I slept women. in your room one night. And you did. Tanisha said, Hey, you go ahead and sleep in the bed tonight. Cause she, I think she felt bad. Uh, I think she me. wanted to, I think she wanted you to get in her bed and she wanted to climb in with you. I think that's <laughs> I love Tanisha. She's, she's my favorite. She's the best dude. She's like, she, he's the best looking dish. Uh, what'd she go? The best looking douchebag I've ever <laughs> <Yeah>. seen. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, I gotta take it. Yeah. She's right. Yeah. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite night, honestly, and this is why I, well, while you were still there, my favorite night was with the night that we all, all the guys, no girls, just got absolutely annihilated in the jacuzzi together. Oh, okay? yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't that the night of. When I got in a fight with, with, with Shake. Yeah. And but, mind you, they didn't show no, any of it. No. Guys, I got to tell you, that scene where we were all in the hot tub, I know they only show a really quick clip. There was a huge, I mean, I was going to lose my shit. I promised my wife I wouldn't go to jail and I wouldn't get in a fight, but I was this close and he can attest to this. I mean, I was, few, I know you saw steam coming from the hot tub, but majority it was from me. I mean, I was like, I was like this, I'm taking water, putting it on my yeah. face. He's just sitting in the corner. Jai's in the corner. I'm like, Jax, Shake that's egging me on. I'm He's like, like Jax, that's, that's jacuzzi water. That's not going to cool you off. Oh, I know. And I'm like this. And I'm, you know, we're sitting in the house. I'm probably three sheets to wind drunk right oh, here. These guys are. are sitting in there. Shake is egging me on, yeah. right? He's just egging antagonizing, me on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, antagonizing me, just saying shit. And I'm shaking my head. And I'm a, I don't, obviously I'm not a very wordy person. I'm not very one, the one with the words. I like to use violence. You were pretty good though. I, I like to use violence. Your guys is that argument. I'm not going to lie. It was like watching a tennis match, dude. I felt like I was just like, it was like, I didn't know what else to do. I was like, producers are going to come out here in a second. They're going to escort me out of here. My wife's going to yell at me, or I can sit here and take it and look like an idiot. Or no, no, it was know. like you guys just kept one upping each other on who was the bigger dickhead, and that's what was so funny. But then, what Shake's fatal mistake was then taking your vape pen. Oh yeah, your weed pen, and yeah. then he was doing the Borat. You'll never get this. Oh man, I you'll just, never it, get this. You guys know who I am. Those who watch me, like I was just, I was on one, and I just was like, you were ready to go. I was steaming, and I took everything in my power just to sit there and shake my head. And I was looking at you, and I'm like, red is coming in my eyes. And I promised my wife I wouldn't go to jail. That's one thing she said. Please don't go to jail or get kicked off, or, and don't get voted off first. She said that. Now before this, and I think this is almost what kind of. I think this was, I mean, I think you and Shake just kind of came into the house and there was already a rift between the two. But I think what really was kind of like the the straw that broke the camel's back, and again, it's probably one of my favorite moments up to, up to this point in this season, is right after you and Shake uh, have your discussion about, you know, your brand deals and you're trying to mentor him, he then goes directly upstairs and starts using that as a reason to send you in and send you home. But the best part, and this is why I love reality TV and shows like this, and this is why I'm glad they filmed as much as they did because we'll get into much, how much they filmed this season. But they literally caught Shake in a moment where he is basically making a case why they should send you home because you already have enough money and you're bragging about it or whatever. And you're literally standing in the hallway behind him overhearing the entire what, what conversation. On, listening to this conversation. It was, so, it was so good. It was so perfect. It was so perfect. And I like, I had so many things I wanted to say, but I'm remembering there's so many cameras on me and I don't want to yeah. get in trouble. But I was just kind of like, this motherfucker. I mean, I was just, I was like, God, he used, I had my tail between my legs. He caught me with my pants down. I was trying to like mentor the guy. And I thought, honestly, that's what he wanted. And then he goes upstairs and uses it against me. And I'm just kind of like, this motherfucker, yep. this mother 
fucker. Yeah. And I literally, I just can't stand that guy. And then I, I didn't really know who he was. And I had to Google him one night when I was going to bed and see why he did what we did. And he's a really, he's a piece of work, man. He is a disgusting human being, how he treats women and stuff he did. So I don't, I don't understand. Like I said, he reminds me of that guy that's like, you know, he won a contest to meet Taylor Swift kind of thing. That's how, that's kind of like how he is to me. He, he won a contest to be on a show with icon reality stars. That's how I feel about him. Yep. Yep. No, like I said, you know, Craigslist. Um, so obviously there was no love lost in the jacuzzi. I mean, then we have to, I mean, again, I mean, that whole night, because how much, how much tequila reposado did, did, did we consume wow. that I mean, night in the jacuzzi? The libations, man. We're it was flowing. Just, it, they were flowing. I mean, Bobby, by the way. Getting him you, gassed guys, up. Watching Bobby yeah. is is a I, yeah. that guy should be on every TV show. Ever. I agree. He is an nonstop. amazing person. We I I know you and I were just laughing nonstop. I never laughed so hard in my life. He's always on. He doesn't have an off switch. He's hilarious. I mean, he was just going, going, and going. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit of a fangirl after hanging yeah, out with him. I like, was too. When he was at the premiere, I'm like, do you want to go out after this? Yeah. He's like, no, I gotta go to bed. I'm like, why? I was just go like, to I want to out with him. I, I don't think that guy sleeps. I, he, apparently, I was like, let's go. Just watching excited. his Instagram ex oh. makes me exhausted. And the way he looks, I mean, he's like, he's like super little and yeah. he's in shape and he drinks more than anybody yeah, yeah. I ever know. And he lives in Miami. Yeah. So. Yeah. How do you look like that? I, I, I don't know. And I, how dude. do you party his way? And his skin is so good. I don't know. I mean, I'm not dude. hitting on the guy, but I was just kind of like, I was. what is your secret? I, I was hitting on <laughs> Yeah, you were. Um, <laughs> uh, and then us going in, uh, again, like the fact that like when he got all gassed up, we went and basically uh, encouraged him to go and confront New York, you and I with our with the towels, oh, that was the towels on our heads. Again, that's just me being scared. Like, I was very, very intimidated by all these girls. I was very scared. I just did not want to get caught in that crossfire because- these women are just, they're on a different level of like attacking. Like, I mean, they, they, they go after your firstborn. I'm a very stock fighter. Fuck you, dude. Well, fuck you. Well, you're yeah. a loser. Well, yeah. you're a dick. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. girls are like, I'll take your firstborn. I will cut them up. Yeah. And I will, I mean, I'm, I'm looking like, that's why I cried. I'm just not a very. They'll cut you with words. Yeah. They'll cut you with yeah. words and they are good and they don't miss a beat and they don't stumble over their words and they have, they just go at each other and they're so good. Omarosa is amazing, by the way. When she was on that uh, the main chair or whatever, Bro. how she kind of looked like it was going towards you, then flipped it, like the God, uh, the, the the reality television like IQ that was in this house yes. is higher than anything I've ever been a part of. I said it before. If anything that I learned from the show, it was like taking a master class in reality TV. Yeah. It was taking a master. They're class. professionals. I, I really hope my manager was like, "Hey, would you ever do anything like this again?" I go, "Hell yeah!" I learned so much from these women, these iconic women that I'm going to take all that. I'm going to, you know, put it onto the next show. So whoever's hearing that, whatever network is hearing that, I'm ready to make a comeback on whatever show you have. Well, so. good. I think you should. I, we've I talked would. about this. Listen, we've talked about this. And I said, I was like, listen, don't just because you went on, you weren't good at it the first time. Yeah. Listen, even though you weren't good at necessarily the, the, the political part of the game, yeah. you being there, the role you played, the presence you brought. Right. Like, dude, like th that's what reality television is all about. The amount of times, okay, so the, the, the challenge, the show that I do is a physically competitive show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Everyone considers it a very physically competitive show. That's oh, what I thought this, this was person's be. so athletic. They should, they're the best. No, because the amount of freak, phenomenal athletes I've seen them come to have done the challenge, but weren't charismatic, weren't funny, weren't able to, 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 to carry a show, yeah. are, are, are gone. What means more to reality television than the physical athletic specimen is somebody who gives good sound bites, yeah. someone who, again, is, is, is dynamic, someone that's 
abrasive, someone that goes against the grain, and you have all those things. So it's like you have the intangibles. The comp- the competition side, that part, is just something you learn, dude. Yeah. It's just something that you learn. So yeah. I hope that you haven't I, ruled out no, 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 no. competition shows. I, I did in the beginning when I was voted off. I was like, I'm never fucking doing this again. I'm done. I'm done. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't really give it a fair shot. I wasn't there really long enough to give it a fair shot. And I think I just played the game wrong because now I know what it entails. I, like I said, I've never been in anything like that before. But, man, I learned so much. Was, I didn't want to vote. And by the it way. It was a master class in reality TV. It really was. I was with the best of yeah, the best. Yeah. Minus one person. So I was really. And that's a, what's crazy. Again, like when I do the challenge, there's 22 people on there. Right. But out of those 22 people, I'd say 17 are just role players. Yeah. They're just there. And they're not active, they're reactive. So then you have the you have the embedded producers, the professionals, the stars, the ones that carry the show, right. who can carry a show. And then you have everybody else who's kind of just sitting there waiting for them to do something that they can react off of, which is why the current season of the challenge is going to absolutely bomb is because you have absolutely none of them there. <laughs> uh, but I digress. Um, all right, so good. So we haven't seen the last of you this no. season. We haven't seen the last of you on reality competition no no i'm gonna definitely make a uh make a comeback on house of villains uh, i can say that because they said Jax, please tell everybody you're coming back i think it's an amazing show yeah and i'm excited to make a comeback you're never gonna guess what's gonna happen there are so many twists and turns as soon as you think you've got the game figured out it makes a left turn it's just a great show it's a great show i'm so uh, happy for e that the ratings are so high um and like i said nbc and e just did an incredible job with this and uh i'm just happy for them i'm happy for the show well, listen, man, if, it, if it's any consolation, I don't think that you have a dark soul and, and a demon inside you. I don't think I do anymore. I think it, you just, it just, yeah, I just, I, I was on the wrong show right off the bat. That's or you do, or maybe you, know? you do. But I was also we very all do. excited to be back on TV again. You got to remember too, I've been off TV for almost two years. All right. So when I got the phone call to do the House of Villains, I was like, man, this is awesome. And I was just so happy that NBC's, you know, still loves me. And still said, hey, Jax, we love you. We miss you. We want you back on TV. It just makes me feel really good. That was a huge thing to me, too. And, you know, I, you know, leaving my family behind and going to do this, I wasn't sure if I was going to be gone one day or 30 days. I didn't know. But like I said, I was just so blessed to be part of this. And I was so happy. And I met so many great people. And it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I hope I get to do it again. Well, I was bummed you left. My workout buddy left. But yeah. you also you also served a very another very important purpose. You were my meat shield. <laughs> because as long as you were there, you were like the shinier object in the room. So as soon as you left, I'm like, oh, fuck. Now everyone's going to look at me. Um, that was the same role I played on Vanderpump Rules, too. They just all hated me all the time. And then as soon as I left, now everyone was exposed. Because yeah. they've all done the same shit that I've done. But I would always just, for someone, just I was just a larger-than-life character. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. once I left, everybody yeah. was exposed. And the same thing happened. And I apologize. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, now it's now it's going to be up to me. Because trust me, now that you're gone... You don't think for one second that uh, you know everyone's gun sights aren't going to be squarely you between be my the eyes. Next one that, got, they, that they got their eyes on. I mean, we're basically the, basically yeah. the same person here. Yeah. So yeah. if it's not me, it was you. If it's not you, it's me. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens. All right. Well, listen for everyone out there who doesn't already follow you. Uh, where can uh, where can they find you on, so on, you can on me socials? At Mr. Jax Taylor. And also, just a side note, my bar in Studio City is having its grand opening Ooh. on Saturday. Wish you right. could make it on the 28th. Uh, we've That's been. Why I wore this. I wore I wore my, my Halloween uh, shirt for you. I like that merch. I you need to get it. that shirt. Thanks, but anyway, man. it's opening on the 28th at 8 o'clock. Um, I'm super excited. It's finally come to uh, to a head, and we are opening. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just really, really happy about it. My wife and I worked super hard on this place. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. So I hope you guys can make it. If you can't, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. But I want you to come and, and hang out, dress up. Uh, there's going to be gift prizes. Casa Amigos is sponsoring the whole thing. We're going to nice. be drunk, and we're going to have fun. 
And for those of you, for those people out there that try and tag you on Instagram, why does it say that okay. we can't tag you because you've made shit up in the past? No, I I've make, never seen that before. I didn't make shit up in the past. What happened is do not. So when you make a, a do a post, don't do hashtag facts. Even if you think it's a fact, like say, man, life is beautiful. Hashtag facts. You can't write that because okay. then they blindside you. And apparently I said something about Alec Baldwin. Okay. That's what it was. But anyway. For people out there that say hashtag facts, don't do that. Don't do it. Even though you think it's a fact, funny, it's not necessarily a fact. Like, wow, you know, blue is the favorite, my favorite color. Hashtag facts. Don't do that because it's not a fact. And then you'll get Jax is an asshole. Hashtag facts. That won't get fact checked. <laughs> they'll be like, you that, are correct. They'll be like, Excuse okay, that one's okay. That one's okay. So yeah, don't do that. I got to get my publicist on that. I know yeah, it's so funny. I've never seen that before. Oh my God, like of I've course ne I have. That. <laughs> I've never seen it. All right, dude. Well, listen, man. Well, where are we going? We gotta get. We gotta get. Going. We, gotta, we gotta get ready. Where are we going? We're going to Hogan's hangout. We're gonna go put our party dresses on. Yep. I'm gonna put some deodorant on. I'm yep. gonna go slam a couple more high noons. We're gonna go shower together to conserve water. We miss each other. Right. I miss you like the deserts miss the rains. And I just want to say thank you for coming on the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine, and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah, and I love you. Talk to you later. Love you too.